Hello and welcome to another episode of In Around Football. Um, I will be hosting this week. I'm joined by Richard, Finn, and Jack. Hello. Hello. Hi, Johnny. Hello. Just in case anyone didn't know who you were. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I'm not. A, I'm not a new guest host. Um, so we're going to start with the obvious, huge game from yesterday, the early kickoff. Um, North London derby at White Hart Lane. Um, go to Jack, I suppose, as one of the well. Someone with emotional investment in this game? <laughs> yeah. Um, it was weird because I think it was the North London derby that I was most confident going into in recent years. I expect I thought we were going to win. Um, and, yeah, disappointed to draw in the end. Um, it's, yeah, kind of weird because, as, as we were saying earlier, like both teams could have won or, or feel like they... Um, yeah, feel like they might have won. Arsenal, especially, you know, one nil up, playing quite well, and then obviously the the red cards changed the game. And about ten minutes later, Spurs were two one up. And to not see that through against ten men, was, yeah, really disappointing. But to be fair to Arsenal, they, they they played quite well after after we went two one up. They kind of got themselves together, and yeah, pretty pretty good value for the draw. So yeah, disappointing, but. I think both teams will be disappointed with the point because like Arsenal eight points behind Leicester now it seems a long way off, and Spurs only five points. But I, yeah, I will be surprised if we manage to do it now. It was a brilliant game. It definitely lived up to its uh, pre-match billing and things like that. Like kind of sandwiched between well midweek round and then European football next week. Like. I would have thought it would be a bit lower tempo, but it was absolutely mad for 90 minutes. It was well, we, yeah, we, we started so well. The first 25 minutes or so, just all over them, so much pressure. Like, not really creating a lot of chances, but, like, just dominated the ball. Arsenal couldn't get out of their own half, but, yeah, it didn't make it count with the goal. Um, but, yeah, that, that kind of intensity from both teams carried <clears> on throughout the game. Also, Kane's goal. What what a goal! Yeah. Why is he shooting from there? It's brilliant. Yeah. Well, he always shoots from there. Yeah, that is well. <laughs> anywhere, <laughs> when it. You can't score from there, Harry. Oh yes, you can. Uh, outstanding goal. Well, yeah, I mean, I was quite pleased actually in the way we set up. I think I. Well, just from what I gather, I, I mean, I haven't seen much of the game, but I. Um, I think we, we we're never gonna well, against this Tottenham team. You're not gonna go to White Hart Lane and dominate the ball and I think it's kind of foolish to try because you're just going to get end up getting caught on the ball in stupid positions so to go with and you know kind of play well back up front and just try and play on the counter which just sounds like we did to mm. a decent level of mm-hmm. effectiveness um, mm. that that was the sensible play um, but uh, yeah as, I mean I I mean, I'm, in, one, in one way, I'm very disappointed in the draw because it, I think it probably does kill us off. Um, eight points is quite a lot. Um, and we're not going to... I don't know. There are more mistakes in us, more draws in us. But, um, <clears throat> but I mean, at the same time, I think it's going to the lane and getting a draw is quite a good result in reality. It was interesting. It was, a, it was a game which like showed off the strengths and weaknesses of both teams. Like, you can interpret it however you want to say it. Like Spurs played well and pressed and things like that, but couldn't kill it off because they've got a young, inexperienced team, Spurs it up, etc. 
Whereas Arsenal, like, when they remembered that they were actually quite good, played really well, particularly with 10 men, I thought they were absolutely excellent. But then just stupid individual mistakes, big players not performing. Like, it's just a very strange, strange game. Cockerland diving in. Yeah, incredible. Arsenal, Arsenal without the best defender, probably their best two defenders. So, I mean, they defended pretty well considering that, I think. Um, Monreal and Koscielny being out. Yeah, they were. Monreal was wasn't injured on the bench. Yeah. He was on the bench. Yeah, yeah he was injured. Was he it? Was injured. He picked up yeah, he had a calf strain. Yeah. Why was he on the bench? Because Wenger no, was... does that. He's just bizarre. <laughs> often, you, often you look at our bench and you think like there's three, like there's only like three of those players that he'd actually ever bring on, like for various reasons other than. Like they're genuinely just like injured players sitting there, and he just can't be bothered to. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. So with those two and, and check out, I think. I mean, yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's a good result. Yeah, check being out is huge. Um, right, but anyway, so that was yeah, so a point each, and then Leicester go to, or Leicester with the late kickoff. Tough game against Watford. They go and do a job. Good goal by Mares. Is is that enough? Jack to hand less of the title. Not, not quite, but they're, they're getting there. The games are running out for them to fuck up now. Um, yeah, another, another impressive win for them. Um, I didn't watch. I only watched like the last twenty minutes or so. Um, but yeah, just ground it out very well. They're just yeah, very very solid team. And when you've got someone like Mares who can pop up with quality goal like that. Um, good combination. I think. Yeah, if that Mares doesn't win player of the season, there's no justice. Three <laughs> <laughs> um, cheers. Three cheers for for Mares. <laughs> um, yeah, they've yeah, good run in and looking very solid. So before before yesterday, I still wasn't sure that they would do it. I thought they're still. You know, Arsenal or City or maybe even Spurs would put a run together, but now the gap is quite significant, especially to Arsenal. So, yeah, yeah. It was. I thought Watford might be the kind of perfect team to just like get a nil-nil or nick a one-nil against Leicester. Someone who they're not that ambitious. Watford, they're just quite. They're very solid, mm. and, and you just thought you know maybe like Igalo or someone is just going to like nick a goal. And you know that would be a game that would be really tough for Leicester. I think it's a huge three points for them. Um, Finn, where do you potentially see Leicester slipping up? I, I the only worry, I think the only reason I think they might not do it still is I think they could just go on a run of not winning. Um, West Ham and Southampton as home games are both pretty tough. Um, Southampton haven't been conceding goals. West Ham have been brilliant. Um, going to places like Sunderland, Leicester are a better side. But Sunderland are absolutely fighting for their life and doing quite quite a good job of it at the moment. Um, so you think they might get, get a few draws and give yeah, grounds to the other teams? I think you can quickly go on a run where you stop winning games and one of the three teams chasing them could easily go on a really good run. Uh, I mean, obviously Leicester are now favourites, but there's still a long way to go. And then the last three games, they've got um, United, Everton and Chelsea. And if they really need the points going into those two games, they could easily throw that away. Yeah. Surely at some point like, they'll kind of realise the seriousness of their situation and the pressure will properly hit. Like they can't keep kind of bouncing along 
under Claudio Ranieri's kind of happy-go-lucky attitude, surely. It's like that, Gervais. Um, if if you if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs, you probably haven't understood the seriousness of the situation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, so to the other end of the table, um, quick run through. We've got um, Championship big boys, Aston Villa. That's that's going to be them next season. I, I, I don't think they are going to be championship big boys. I think they're going to be bullshit there as well. <laughs> what, mid-table championship side? They they do, they do mid-table. I think they would take that, to be honest. Yeah. So, they're, um, so they're basically cut adrift on 16 points. And then we have Newcastle 24, Norwich 24, Sunderland 25, and then a biggish gap to Swansea on 33. Um, yeah, it's, it's two of those three. Yeah. Sunderland, bad, bad Sunderland I think, are getting out of it. They look like the most... Coherent team, yeah, and they've got some decent strikers. <laughs> Sunderland are okay now. They, I mean, they're they're not great, but it is Allardyce slightly embarrassing for the league. Sorted, they sorted them out slightly. It's quite and embarrassing for the league. The they haven't been relegated for like the last six years because they always do this. Like, it's, the thing yeah. is, though, four or five weeks ago, everyone was saying, "Well, brilliant January, Newcastle would have. They'll be fine now." Um. They're a point behind Sunderland. Surely, if they did so well in January, they bought so well. They still got a good chance. No, because they buy players. They, they, they remember they're doing anything. And are rubbish. Right. So yeah, just to go through yesterday. Yesterday, Newcastle lost at home three-one to Bournemouth, uh, and Sunderland really should have got a win. Um, was it home to Southampton? No way. No, they were away. I think away at Southampton. Oh, yeah. But then they they scored with about five minutes yeah. left and then conceded yeah, the lady. So yeah, not a. So what, what? So what are your final thoughts, Jack? On a, who's who's getting out? Who's escaping? I, I think Norwich are down. Every time I watch them, they're a shambles. Um, and I know they haven't got that much worse of a record like defensively than Sunderland or Newcastle, but. I just I don't think they're going to do it. I think I Sunderland, as you say, Richard, look the most cohesive team out of those at the moment, and capable of picking up a couple of wins. So I I think Sunderland will stay up. Sunderland, Sunderland yeah. have some um, internal issues, should we say, at the minute. Uh, I don't think that will affect them. You don't think? Apparently, the chief executive has fled the UK. I Finn? I'd say it's about 50 50 at the moment between the two of them. Um, they play each other next week. Or the week off? Very two, soon. Two games. Yeah, well, sure, the time derby is. Ab- yeah, and weird up is absolutely massive. Um, and Sunderland went there every time. So. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but Adam Johnson always scores in that game, and he's not playing. So it's going to be impossible sign. He's rated doubtful. Uh, also, yeah, Sunderland have won. Um, <laughs> Sunderland have won that game something like five five times in a row, I think it is. Um, the only other thing I say, just going back to, um, I think it's, you kind of forget a little bit about the other teams who have had ridiculous seasons because of how Leicester's gone. But Bournemouth being essentially safe now, considering Incredible. they lost um, Callum Wilson early in the season, Max Raid with their record signing early in the season, uh, Tyrone Mings as well, who they spent a lot of money on early in the season. Yep. To be safe already is ridiculous and outstanding job just like their team is rubbish or well, it's not rubbish but the players have done very little in their career and but they're yeah they've been brilliant 
Well, I like another um, very good one yesterday. Yeah, I like how they signed a Fobe in January as well, because like it seems obvious. But right, our, our our striker, our main striker, is injured out for the rest of the season. Let's buy another one who might cost ten million pounds, but keep us up. And the other team, I don't know why the other team, like Newcastle, don't have a striker that's scoring any goals, and they could have done similar. But yeah, and Charlie Austin as well. Yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, is Eddie Howe going to be the next England manager before Hodgson? The next Arsenal manager. I don't think he'll be the next one, but I do think he's got a great future ahead of him. Arsenal, I mean, yeah, Arsenal would be. That won't happen. I think I mean, be I... too, that's too soon. That's too soon for him. I don't see Arsenal it's hiring. It's interesting you say that because, um, I mean, in England that doesn't seem to happen. Managers, top teams don't go for managers who are barely managing the Premier League and in lower leagues. But Napoli went for Sarri this year, who had only managed Empoli in Syria um, the season before. And look how done, well they've done. It's just a, an interesting situation that we will be so quick to go abroad for our managers. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we without giving ones who have come up and done really well at chance. We place a lot more importance on the manager than kind of teams in Europe do. So we're always like, right, we've got to get the most expensive person because he's probably the best. And the most expensive person... Mm typically comes from outside England. Yeah. Right, so we have some Champions League. We're going to move on. We've got some Champions League football this midweek. Um, anyone giving Chelsea a good chance of going through against PSG? A chance. Not a, <laughs> not a, not a good chance, but I think... Um, yeah, they were quite good in the first leg. It was... Uh, Fairly even game. Although I think PSG deserves to win, but I don't. Know, Chelsea they look a different proposition when they play in the Champions League from the Premier League. I think they've probably given up a bit in the Premier League, but um, and PSG not in the best form by their standards. But um, yeah, I, I expect PSG to go through. But I think. Yeah, I think I'd, I'd be surprised if PSG didn't score in the game. So Chelsea will have to score at least two. Um, and yeah, uh, PSG's season's so weird because they've essentially won the league already. They became the first team to qualify for the Champions League group stage this weekend. Um, <laughs> but so in a sense, in, they're basically resting players in the league every weekend now and taking the cup competitions and the Champions League seriously. So, I mean, their league form has dropped off. But, I mean, what do you expect when you're playing Stambouli in the field? Uh, He's a top lad. Yeah, I'm sure he, I'm sure he is. I, I'm not sure he, even sure he played on yesterday uh, when they drew. But, um, they, yeah, Ibrahimovic didn't start. And he's really, really good. I don't know if you know about him. <laughs> <laughs> and the, uh, the other interesting games, because, I mean, Real Madrid are already through against Roma. Um Again, I mean, they're not literally, they're not literally not, yeah. through. Just no, no, UEFA issued a decree. Pulled off the second leg. Yeah, they oh, pulled, pulled off. Um, Roma have uh, just won seven in a row in Serie A, including thrashing Fiorentina 4-1. They're, the they're not going to the Burnham no, 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 no. winning by three. So. They're not, um, but I think it's worth pointing out. Um, then we've got Ghent-Wolfsburg, where Wolfsburg uh, were 3-2 away. Uh Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know a great deal about that game, but I'd assume Wolfsburg are, are going through. Draxler scored a couple of nice yeah. goals. Well, in the first I mean, game. the only thing, they were 3 0 up Wolfsburg in Ghent, and 
the tie was absolutely over. Um, those two goals make it possible for them to not win it, but they should comfortably get through. And Benfica 1-0 at home to Zenit. Um... Yeah, finally points. They scored <laughs> very late in that game, Benfica. But I think that's probably the most evenly matched tie of the round. Yeah, yeah it's the one with the, um, the odds of the closest going through the second leg. Um, Benfica, I mean, Zenit still have the problem that they've only played one league game this year. They've just played their first league game this weekend. It must be a bit tough going into these massive games, mm. having not just got the games in your legs. Um, yeah, it could be interesting. And it's, it's the good thing is it's five o'clock kickoff or four kickoff, so you can watch one Champions League game and the other. It's always good. It's good. The most interesting you European games, I would say, were in the Europa League this week, which is not something you would usually say. Oh yeah, Dortmund, oh. Dortmund Spurs, great tie, good test for us, and yeah, United Liverpool was quite quite interesting because now they both probably really want to win it. Well, Liverpool especially because they're not getting in the Champions League otherwise, so now they have to take it quite seriously. I look forward to Dortmund Spurs. I'm struggling to get excited about United Liverpool. What those those what big Anfield European nights? No, it's like two <laughs> heavyweight boxers yeah. who are now retired and like doing a charity fight. <laughs> yeah. No, because they're usually quite entertaining. Both... But it might be entertaining because they're both crap. So <laughs> there might be a lot of goals. And whilst they both want to win it, they both also know that they don't really want to be there. That's why. Yeah. They both, yeah, they both feel they should be in the other European competition. But that's why, I mean, I mean, Liverpool, obviously the winner of the Europa League gets in the Champions League and Liverpool have no chance yeah. of... Which, oh, two, two games in hand that Liverpool have in the league over a lot. Could, could sneak up there. No. It, it, um, it is a really good move. Sorry, it was a really good move to make the winner of the Europa League get a place in the Champions League. Um, the Europa League just seemed already to be much more competitive. Yeah. Teams taking it much more seriously. What happens if, um, so say, yeah. if say Dortmund win the Europa League and come second? Does that place go to nothing. the finalist or what? No, no it's nothing. just nothing. No, yeah. there's no extra. The only the only interesting situation would be if say Spurs finished fourth in the Premier League, um, Chelsea won the Champions League, and Liverpool won the Europa League. <coughs> then Spurs would not qualify for the Champions League. If one of those things had happened, Spurs would still qualify. They put a maximum of five teams. Yeah, you might have six teams from one nation. Yeah, so so severe because they won last year. Yeah, there are five Spanish teams in the in the Champions League. And um, we we well we almost had a title race in Germany. Um, <laughs> some people would say we still do. Uh, I'm not one of those people. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, does anyone watch this or anyone know roughly I saw, what's going on? The only thing I've seen from that is Pep Guardiola having a massive go at some Bayern player I've never heard of after uh, the game. Yeah. He just Kimmich absolutely whatever, berates yeah. him on the pitch for like 30 yeah. seconds. Seems a bit mean. It's a bit hard. Yeah. Um, the game itself, I mean, there were some really, really good chances, didn't it? It should not have been 0-0. Uh, Douglas Costa especially had like a, a one-on-one where he had so much time and just hit it straight at the keeper. Um Bayern probably had the better chances. They hit the bar as well. They hit the bar. Um, it started off really well and kind of, yeah, ended up kind of petering out to a nil-nil. I think um, Bayern are just so strong. Um, 
Dortmund are good, good side, really good side, but yeah, not not as good as mine. And uh, the Portuguese title race, Finn, tell us about that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So Euro- European football correspondent. Well, uh, Massa went for Benfica at Sporting yesterday. Um, Benfica started the season terribly, but have like been really good for a long time now, and to now go top with, and they don't have to play Benfica or, or uh, they don't have to play Sporting or Porto this season, and Porto and Sporting still have to play each other. So really good situation for Benfica now. They're two points clear of Sporting, I think six points clear of Porto, although Porto have a game in hand. So they probably should go and win it in that league because you should probably pretty much beat everyone else. But we'll see. Yeah, good stuff. Um, George, that's, that's basically me done for topics. Uh, uh, <laughs> it's been a slightly... I don't, know how to, I don't know how to think of this weekend in terms of the Premier League, but uh, it feels... Another good weekend for Leicester. Yeah, that's, that's the... Uh, which, there's been too many good weekends for Leicester. Oh, God. Yeah, they, um, they generally add up to winning the league. Yeah. Well, the midweek ties are interesting as well because, like, them drawing is the first game. Like, ooh, that's that's a, a bad result. Chance for Arsenal and Spurs, and then not a chance for Arsenal and Spurs as it turned out. Trunches. Shambles. Oh, you went to that, didn't you, Johnny? No, I didn't. No. Oh, you didn't. Then. No, I was. I. Uh, I was tempted to, and I just. I had like. I would have to. Well. I have a, a midweek Spanish lesson that I just don't like missing. So, um, but, um, you probably made the right decision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, it's bad when you're choosing the Spanish lesson over there. Yeah, so yeah, that was a tro. I mean, we didn't really speak about that, but that was obviously um, terrible stuff. Great goal from Joel Campbell. Nice finish. Well, I, I don't want to. I could talk about Arsenal, you know, my, on my own podcast. Or <laughs> but, um, just a monologue. Uh, one of my main things to come out of this thing, which we have discussed at probably regularly, but I will be writing some strongly worded letters to Roy Hodgson if Harry Kane does not start up front for England. Um, he will start. He has to, yeah, he surely has to start. But I don't know what, what type of formation we'll play, because Rooney has to start because he's going to be captain. And Rooney will play as one of the three behind him, kind of like yeah. roaming around a bit. So along Vard- with Sterling Vard- and play. probably Ali. Vardy will definitely Vardy will not start. play. Yeah, Vard, he does not he, want to pick Vardy. He just kind of has to. It's he's it's kind of hoping that Vardy doesn't score again this season and he doesn't have to pick him. He, I mean, Vardy would be a decent sub. He's very, very quick. And <clears> I think, yeah, it could be a good option coming on. But I, he's not going to start. No way. Do you know, Vardy strikes me as the type of person who could come off the bench and then, like... Get a straight red card three minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Has he been sent off in the Premier League? I don't know, but I think we all know it's coming. Exactly. He's got it in. <laughs> that's definitely what's going to happen. Oh, oh. Um, yeah. Uh, which was on that. That's it for me. I, on, on that note, uh, which I've I've summed up Jamie Vardy uh, mm. as a footballer. Um, yeah, good chat, guys, and yeah, probably a, probably another good week for Leicester coming up. But yeah. Um, Cheers, guys. Have a good week. Thanks. See you later.